Jerry can't wait to explore the dark, spooky old cave he found down by the beach. Then the other kids tell him a story. A story about a ghost who lives deep inside a cave. A ghost who is 300 years old. A ghost who comes out when the moon is full. A ghost who is haunting the beach. Just another stupid ghost story. Right? Ghost Beach is this week's story on the Goose Down. So welcome back for most, welcome for the first time for others to the Goose Down. My name is Cameron Hawkins. I am the host of the South Congress podcast, producer of the South Congress podcast network, regular contributor to the Pro Wrestling Torch. Um, So this is the show where I review all of the books in R.L. Stein's classic Goosebump series. Um, We are on book 22 out of 62. So, you know, we're literally passed a third of the way through i never knew it would go this far but um thanks to some really good feedback really good reviews and you know like a seeming anticipation for these shows happy to continue doing it so ghost beach is kind of a return to form with these stories um go eat worms last week's book was one of the few that isn't kind of a fish out of water story like a lot of these books are kid moves to new town or kid is visiting family or you know kid gets lost in new part of town they didn't know existed that's pretty common theme you know with these books um so this is kind of a return to form um it's about jerry and terry sadler a brother and sister from new jersey who go to visit some of their older cousins in new england um and basically they live near a beach And it's about them exploring, meeting new people and ultimately finding a ghost. Um, So, you know, one thing I'll say about this story early on, it's very, very heavy on um, setting up its surroundings and, you know, really giving a lot of detail and description to um, where the story takes place. Like there's a lot of setup as far as. The physicality of not only the beach, but just the surrounding area where um, they're exploring. Um, A lot of descriptions about the cave they spent a lot of time in. A lot of descriptions about the graveyard and even their older cousin's home, um, which was really similar to the Scarecrow Walks at Midnight in the way that R.L. Stein kind of explains these, these rural venues, so to speak. So 
you know, one thing I noticed about this story as well, I'm Jerry and Terry uh, being brother and sister, Jerry being our main protagonist. Um, they're very close in age. Like typically that happens in these R.L. Stein stories. One kid's 12, the other's 11, give or take. Um, there wasn't a lot of I hate my older brother, hate my younger sister stuff, even though they argued like normal kids, like they did everything together. You know, which I thought was kind of a cool touch on everything. So, um, you know, enough about the setup. Let's just really get into the story, which I thought was um, scary in a way that some of these stories try to be fun. Like I thought there was real peril and danger that they had to deal with um, and a really good setup for what you ultimately get from the story and even the M. Night Shyamalan-esque jump scare at the end um, or plot twist, I should say, which scared me a little bit again for these children's books um not all of them do the very best job of actually leaving you nervous i thought this one did all right so like i said earlier um jerry and terry um, are invited to spend a month of the summer with their older cousins in new england um and they describe them as like really distant old cousins agatha and bradford um, and everybody's last name is Sadler. Jerry and Terry's last name is Sadler. The distant cousins' last names are Sadler. And even when their parents describe Agatha and Bradford, their dad kind of tells them they were old when I was a kid. Uh, and it's funny. I have um, two cousins like that. I have a cousin, Elsie, and a cousin, Raymond, who have long since passed because, you know, I'm about to be 34. And so they were like the older cousins when I was, you know, seven, eight, nine years old. And I couldn't figure out how you could have older cousins because your cousins are supposed to be similar to you in age. Um, and I think they, they do a good job of expressing that idea in this story as well with how Jerry describes them. So as far as their personality types go, Terry is, I guess, the more outgoing one. Like one of her hobbies is etching tombstones so she goes out with like the etch paper and the special crayon that you need to kind of get the uh, the markings on the tombstone and they spend a lot of time describing them you know here lies bob smith uh 1962 to 1978 um lived a short but fulfilling life and stuff like that um so she gets a real kick out of that it's that it's exploring it's bird watching um and jerry has a similar interest in that he's really into nature. And so Terry's able to talk him into going on like these adventures and excavations because he still does have that curious bone in his body. So while they're out outside of their cousin's home, um, exploring around the beach, they come across three, they come across three kids, Sam, Louisa, and Nat, whose last names are also Sadler. Um, Sam, after they exchange pleasantries, just tells them, like, yeah, that's a common name in this area. Everybody's around here. Everybody around here is a Sadler. And so, you know, being from a small town, um, they do explain that the Sadlers came over from Europe on a boat a long, long time ago. Um, and that, you know, generations of that family kind of settled in that area, whereas some of them died. Other ones thrived. So Terry asked them about a cave near the beach and all the kids get quiet louisa and they're described in age as sam being the oldest louisa being a little bit younger than sam and then nat being the baby so they're like 12 11 and 5 um louisa asked jerry and terry if they believe in ghosts and terry's like of course not jerry whose imagination tends to run a little bit 
he's kind of interested. And he asked Louisa if there's a ghost that lives in the cave that they saw. Sam quickly quiets her. She doesn't say anything else. And the three leave. And Sam's upset that it even came up. But the three of them take off, right? So, when we talk about Abigail and Bradford, they're described as doing everything kind of DIY. Like, at one point, they help make their own blueberry ice cream. They're always making oatmeal with, like, a lot of butter and sugar in it. Um, You know, they even make their own salads by picking tomatoes and making them. So everything they do is like very, um, you know, do it yourself, live off the land type people. Um, you know, and again, this book is set in like 1994. So it's kind of like, mm, what's going on? Um, the next morning, Abigail and Bradford are telling Terry specifically about a specific type of flower that grows that kind of resembles like bone And then um, once it dies, it turns black. So, of course, Terry is super interested in it. So they're going through the woods looking for it. And then Jerry comes across a dog cadaver, like a dog skeleton that seems to be picked clean. As they're looking over the dog and they're trying to examine and figure out what happened to it, the three Sadler kids show back up. Nat, the youngest one, tells them that a local ghost killed the dog because dogs bark to warn people about ghosts. Kind of similar to how in like a lot of movies, you'll see dogs like bark at like the undead because they can recognize like vampires. Um, They say dogs can recognize recognize ghosts. So they're very defensive and they bark towards them, you know, out of fear. So as Nat is kind of really undone by this, Terry tries to calm him down. And the oldest Sam um, says that you can find skeletons just like the dog all over the woods because of the ghosts that live there. So, you know, the kids are kind of shaken up by this, like to the point where, you know, Jerry has recurring nightmares about, you know, bones and skeletons. So the next day, they're back on the beach and they're collecting shells at this point. The three kids show back up and Terry is really curious now after seeing the dog. And she's like, yo, tell us about this ghost. So they don't say anything. But then Nat, again, being the youngest, does reveal that there's a ghost that lives in that cave. Louisa tells them that. The ghost has been there for 300 years, even though nobody's actually seen it. And then Sam, the oldest, say that that light that you can see flickering in the cave at night, that's the ghost. So once they impart this information, they take off again. So now Jerry's super interested. He sneaks out of his older cousin's place that night, just hoping that he can see the ghost or even that light again. He starts to climb the rocks to get to the cave, and then he can actually see the light floating inside the cave's entrance. Before he can actually go inside, though, his sister shows up, and so now the light's gone. So, you know, thought he saw something. Night seems kind of wasted at this point because he didn't get what he wanted out of it. The next day... 
Jerry tells his older cousins, Brad and Agatha, about the light. Whenever he brings it up, they seem to want to change the subject and say he's just seeing things. They bring up like the northern lights and, you know, um, like all kinds of stuff saying there's no way you saw what you thought you saw. Just an optical illusion around here. Nothing big to worry about. Jerry is still not certain about this. And he's like, yo, I got to find out what's going on. Terry, we are going to see. We're going to get to the bottom of this. So they sneak back onto the beach. They see the light again. And like, you know what? Time to go to the cave. They go inside and they see the light and more lights everywhere. And they realize it's actually candles that are all along the ledges that are inside the cave. When they turn around, they see an old man with long white hair, long nails, unkempt yellow teeth. He tells them to come here and they run before he can do anything to them. They find Sam, Luisa and Nat and they tell them what they saw. And the kids are like shook. Luisa says that the ghost is really dangerous, but there is a way that you can stop him. She says that they need to meet them on the beach the following morning. And will tell you the plan to actually get the ghost. Morning comes and Jerry's back in the cemetery. So he's looking through the cemetery. I'm just like his sister was earlier, um, you know, making the actual uh, imprints of the gravestones. He sees all the tombstones in that graveyard seems to belong to people with the surname Sadler. He sees three lined up. And what names do they have on them? Sam, Louisa, and Nat. So Jerry and Terry run back to the cottage and they ask Brad and Agatha about the tombstones. They're like, yo, we've been hanging out with these kids. You told us these kids are local, that everybody kind of has this name. But there are three tombstones with these kids name on them. Please explain to us what's going on. So this is when they tell them a story. Agatha says, winter of 1641, a big group of saddlers came from England looking to start a new life. But the winter was so bad, it ended up killing most of them. And she says that, you know, those kids are your distant cousins, and they were merely given the same names of the ancestors. Possible, sure, believable, probably not. Like, what are the odds that these kids who died at the exact ages these kids are now were given the exact same name as they were? So Jerry and Terry find the kids on the beach. Louisa says, okay, here's the plan. We can trap the ghost in the cave. We just have to push the rocks in front of the cage entrance and the ghost is never going to be able to get out. Because the ghost doesn't have the power to move things physical, but it can draw you in with those lights. We put the rocks in front of the cave. Rocks don't move. Bam, we got the ghost. Jerry is not with this. But Terry, as a recurring theme, is like, okay, let's do it. We got it. So, and he he never argues with her once she goes with the plan. So their dynamic is really cool. Um, So the night comes. Jerry and Terry go to the cave. And they find the old man. They are not able to trap him with the rocks. And the Sadler kids who were waiting outside, they run off. 
And then Jerry and Terry are stuck by themselves with the ghost. So then the ghost talks to them and he's like, hey, guys, guess what? Not a ghost. My name is Harrison Sadler. I've been here for years and years and years. I'm I study the occult. I study ghosts. I came here from England doing that. I knew that we had uh, ancestors that had settled here. I had heard some wild things about them, so I had to see it for myself. He says, yo, I've been studying the occult. I've been studying evil. And my goal has been to stay in this cave until I can seal the ghosts inside. They know that I know what they are, and so they're afraid to face me. So now the kids are stuck with the dilemma. Do we believe the kids or do we believe the adult? Which side's right? about who's a ghost. So they're unsure about what to do. And he tells them, he's like, yo, I I get it. If you don't know if you can believe me, go look in the eastern corner of the graveyard and you'll see that I'm telling the truth. They go to the graveyard and what do they find? Two fresh graves with their names already on them. So, yo, they feel like they've been set up, but they still don't know. So they run into the trio and they they don't acknowledge to the three kids that they know about the gravestones. They say, yo, sorry, we left the kids say, yo, sorry, we left you behind. We got spooked. Louisa says, yo, we can do this again, though. We can trap the ghost. And Jerry again is like, I don't know. And Terry's like, no, let's do it. And then Terry tells him in confidence, like, yo, we got to find out one way or another who's telling the truth, because either way, we're in danger now. Like, we can't just let this go because one side is definitely coming for us. So Terry takes them all to the entrance of the cave. Harrison comes out and he's like, yo, you brought the ghost. Thank you. The kids are arguing. Harrison's arguing about who really is the ghost. The kids don't know who to trust. Harrison, being the expert that he claims to be, his dog shows up and the dog turns and barks at Sam, Louisa, and Nat. The jig is up and the three reveal themselves to be ghosts. Um, Their earthly forms crumble away and they're just spirits now. Thank, you know, Casper and his uncles, right? So this is where the story gets like really sad. They tell Jerry and Terry that they were in that group of Saddlers who arrived the winter of 1641. And this is when the kids say, yo, it's not fair. We never had a chance to live. Like everybody who came with us were adults. Like I'm 12, I'm 11, I'm five. We never got a chance to live our lives. That's why we dug the graves for you because we're lonely and we want company. So like it does revert to that classic ghost theme of not all ghosts being evil, but ghosts wanting companionship, Um, you know, wanting somebody to share that space with like these these unsettled souls who can't go to heaven or hell, who are kind of stuck in limbo, don't want to be alone. Like they want somebody to share that with. Um, And even these kids who I mean, are technically I don't know if innocent is the term, but, you know, not of the capacity to where they can understand what they're doing. Um, You kind of get it. So Jerry, Terry and Harrison, they start to kind of like stagger back um, to kind of gather themselves as 
Louisa begs him to stay, and Sam um, tells him that he dug the grave for him, right? So they can't gather themselves, and the rocks that they had set up tumble down in front of the cave entrance. Jerry and Terry are able to get out, and Harrison sacrificed himself. So he's stuck in there with the ghosts forever. So for these kids who he happened to never meet um, up until this point, he gave up his life so that the ghost would not be able to take anyone else. So like super noble of the guy, right? So Jerry and Terry are able to get back to the cottage running full speed and they tell Brad and Agatha about what happened. And they're just like, okay, we're just glad you kids are safe. Like you made it out of that alive. Then Harrison's dog comes in and he starts barking at Brad and Agatha. This is when the kids realize that they're ghosts too from that same ship. So somehow, you know, they convinced the rest of the family that they were older cousins. Um, Their parents, you know, were blissfully unaware. And I mean, really, I don't know if you watch like any movie, the people who play the parents, they typically use the same actors and actresses. And it's just the kids who change. They just add a little bit of gray to them. Like, uh, think Ray Liotta in Blow, which I just recently watched. Um, But yeah, this is when they realize their cousins are ghosts. Agatha turns to Brad and they try to decide what they're going to do with the kids now that their secret is out. So, yeah, um, again, a return to form with kind of the fish out of water. I thought that them describing the surroundings, them describing the plans, uh, all came out really well. You got a very good character description of how the cousins carry themselves. And I really enjoyed the relationship between Jerry and Terry um, and them, you know, being kids from Jersey who really do enjoy like exploring the outdoors, appreciate, you know, what they can get. Once they get a chance to experience, quote unquote, the real world that hasn't been like fully discovered and turned into brick and mortar, so to speak. So a good story, a really good suspense, not knowing who to root for. Ultimately, you know, getting a resolution, but opening itself up to a brand new story. I thought it was done super well. So yeah, Ghost Beach, uh, a really good read um, so far in these books. I didn't plan it, but I think that the stories I've read so far for the month of October have been really fun. Um, so you know, if you are finding the goose down for the first time, or if you just happen to listen to this show on your SoundCloud or another feed, um, we actually have four shows running right now. On Mondays, I do the South Congress podcast, kind of a review in the week of pop culture. Uh, it's myself, my best friend Isaiah, um, covering that show. On Tuesdays, we have the Demon Dust podcast, which is covering the books in the His Dark Materials series, as well as the upcoming His Dark Materials show on BBC and HBO. Um, That is hosted by my Pro Wrestling Torch East Coast cast cohorts, Travis Bryant and Rich Pham. And then on Thursdays, our newest show, What's the Fun in That, um, is hosted by my buddy Vise, covering the latest goings-on in video games so yeah four shows every week um south congress podcast mondays demon dust podcast tuesdays the goose down wednesdays and what's the fun in that on thursdays um any questions comments or concerns for this show or any of the other shows on the network it's going to be south congress at gmail.com and south congress with a k at gmail.com please leave us a five-star review on whatever platform you listen to podcasts on more reviews means more listeners means 
more great content we can produce for you. Thank you for joining me on this week's edition of The Goose Down. This was Ghost Beach. Next week's book is going to be another sequel in the series, Return of the Mummy. This has been The Goose Down. I am Cameron Hawkins of the South Congress Podcast and the South Congress Podcast Network, and thank you for joining me. Want to support the show? Want a specific topic, comment, show, or movie discuss? Supporting the South Congress Podcast on Patreon allows you to dictate the conversation. Visit patreon.com slash Seahawk for details on how you can support and guide the show. 